Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic Air Quality Solutions. Dynamic manufactures IAQ products based on the science of clean air. Dynamic's clean air defense system products are supported by technical and communication IAQ training that is second to none in the industry. For more information on how to get your team confident in communicating IAQ challenges and solutions on every call, email Michelle Hogan at mhogan at dynamicaqs.com. What I would tell people is, first of all, you need to feel like in your one trade that that generally things are going pretty well. Right. It's smooth. Your average ticket is where it should be. Your technicians are happy. Your uh, turnover isn't very high. Your win rate with your customer is high. And it's never going to be where the owner just can't come into the business, probably. Right. Uh, but where you feel like, man, most days this is pretty smooth. And we were definitely there for electrical. Right. We've probably been there for a couple of years at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would tell people. I mean, because it is really all one and the same thing. Right. But it is different. Right. And so if, you, if things are not squared away at, at, on your first trade, adding another trade is not going to help that. It's just going to make it, it's just going to take a little fire and make a bigger fire. Right. Welcome to the Successful Contractor Podcast, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Today, you're going to listen to a conversation I had with Gus Antos, owner of Milestone in Dallas, Texas. Gus is also a member and part owner of SGI. And as you'll hear, Gus shares a bit of his personal journey in contracting, but the bulk of our conversation centers on the topic of the right and wrong ways to adding a trade to your service business. Now, Milestone is going to generate over $80 million in 2020. It's a huge company. And much of that is thanks to the company's diversification into HVAC and plumbing. But that growth came with a lot of bumps along the way, as you'll hear. So I hope you enjoy our talk, and I'm confident you'll find a few quality nuggets of information along the way. Well, Gus, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you are a super busy man. Um, hey, for those who have never had the opportunity to meet you, could you please uh, introduce yourself, uh, your company name, and where you're located? Hey, yeah, it's uh, Gus Antos, uh, one of the uh, owners of Milestone uh, down here in Dallas, Texas. And we do uh, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, um, Primarily, those are the things that we do. Dabble in a couple other things. Very good. How many employees do you guys have now? Man, I don't know the exact count, but got to be right around 500. Very good. And what do you guys think you'll end up doing in in revenue this year? You know, pre-COVID and all that mess, I think we were targeting right around uh, $83 million, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to come up a little bit shy of that, it looks like. Okay. Well, that's still a pretty good year. I'll give you I'll give you credit for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who have, again, those who haven't that really met you or heard your story, could you just kind of Reader's Digest explain, you know, how you got into the trades and then how you got hooked up with, uh, with SGI? Yeah, so that's a, a great question. Uh, my story is probably pretty similar to a lot of uh, people that I find in the trades. I was 21, actually in between jobs, and I met a guy at church, and he 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 hired me, asked me to come work at at the time was an electrical contracting company, 
doing new construction. Okay. And I was 21. I went over there and started helping him. And a couple of years into it, we decided that we would stop doing construction. Uh, and we would start a new service-based company. And right at that exact same time, a friend of ours that was in airtime said, you know, they have this thing for electricians coming out. You guys should definitely go see it. And uh, so we went to SGI and uh, learned about uh, ESI and came back and we joined and uh, we became 50-50 partners. Mm -hmm. And that was probably in uh, 2004, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe 2005. It all gets a little fuzzy there. Right, right. And you guys were, were not nearly what you are today in terms of size, so people understand. Yeah, no, uh, we probably once again have the same story as a lot of the people that I meet in the industry, we were, uh, heavily in debt. We were trying to figure out how to make it all work. And we started, uh, started off with two, two trucks and two technicians. Right. And, uh, in reality, probably the equivalent of like one technician right. between. So. <laughs> right. A little different, a little different these, these days. Um, well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're talking today because, thankfully, um, you know, there are lots of members, despite this crazy world we're in right now, that are doing really well, and they're growing, and they're thinking of expanding into other trades. And I know there's people listening that maybe, uh, you know, they're not going to do it right now because the things are, are interesting, but they had planned on doing it at some point. Um, you started initially, like you said, in the electrical space. Uh, when did you add HVAC? So we started in 2004, and I think we added HVAC in 2013. 2013. Okay. 2013. So we're almost 10 years into our one trade before we did that. Okay. And then plumbing was just a couple couple years ago, wasn't it? Or plumbing, I think, was three years ago. Three years ago. It all goes by so fast. Goes by fast. Yeah. How big was uh, again? So people, you said ten years. You were in electrical before you did uh, HVAC expansion. How big was Milestone at that point? Uh, I, I want to say we had maybe forty-five electricians, mm -hmm. and we were roughly right at twenty million dollars, and, mm -hmm. and elect. And we all we were just doing electrical sales at that point. Right. Right. Um, and and how did you decide you were finally ready at that point? Why did you wait till then? Why didn't you do it sooner? Well, I'm going to tell people what they should do, not what we did. <laughs> That's what right. a little mix of both wouldn't hurt. I'll, I'll retract that. I'm going to say what I wish I, I would have known or done, not what I did do. Sure. Uh, we, there was never a conscious thought of waiting mm -hmm. to a certain time to do another trade, mm -hmm. uh, which there should have been. Right. Uh, we were just kind of op opportunistic and, uh, we were using a subcontractor HVAC for thermostats and different stuff though, for some of the uh, home automation stuff we were doing. Got it. That guy came to us and said, you know, why don't you guys buy my company? And, mm. and it was a very small company. I think we paid $30,000 for it and okay. I'll partner with you and help grow your HVAC brand. Uh, which was not a bad plan. Right. It just not intentional. Right. And in hindsight, I, I, I probably, um, I probably would have started HVAC a little bit sooner than we did. Right. Uh, that just wasn't on our radar. I didn't really understand what having two trades meant. And so 
um, that, that what I what I would tell people is first of all you need to feel like in your one trade that that generally things are going pretty well right it's smooth your average ticket is where it should be your technicians are happy your uh, turnover isn't very high your win rate with your customer is high and it's never going to be where the owner just can't come into the business probably right uh, but where you feel like, man, most days this is pretty smooth. And we were definitely there for electrical. Right. We had probably been there for a couple of years at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would tell people. I mean, because it is really all one and the same thing, right. but it is different. Right. And so if, you, if things are not squared away on your first trade, adding another trade is not going to help that it's just going to make it it's just going to take a little fire and make a bigger fire right. i'm sure you talk to a lot of other big players though too you know to try and get some insights as to what what hurdles may exist even though you were a big operator it's still a little different did, did you talk to a lot of different members a lot of other big contractors and you know residential service to understand what you were you're stepping into yeah the one of the things that uh and I can't say this about everything that we've done, but one of the things that we've done right mm-hmm. from the beginning is ask a lot of questions, seek counsel, talk to people that have already done it. Let's not make the same mistake uh, that somebody else has if they'll teach us to do different. Right. So we were definitely doing that as we were getting into HVAC. Right. And when you're planning things out, did you, did you, uh, did, you know, did you grow as quickly with it as you expected? Did it grow uh, faster than anticipated and it create issues or, or did you properly plan for it? No, we did not <laughs> properly plan for it. I don't know that we have ever properly planned for anything. <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere between, between properly planning for things and, and, and just doing it mm-hmm. somewhere between those two things is probably <laughs> the right. And sometimes you properly plan and you just plan so much. You never actually do it. Right. And sometimes you should have planned a little bit more, but for us, um, it went, I think our first year budget was to do 1.5 million in HVAC. And I think the first year we did almost 4 million. Yeah. So that was, you know, three times more than what we were even expecting. Right. And, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll tell everybody in the group this, the first 10 years of electrical, we were always growing mm-hmm. electrical, never had a year where we didn't grow it. Right. Ever since we started HVAC, the electrical has never grown. It's almost stayed in the same spot. Interesting. Now HVAC has grown like a wildfire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, but, and I've talked to lots of other people that have, you know, similar experience you start another trade, the original trade, because it's, it's a mind share issue. The business mm-hmm. that we're in, people get stuff done. Right. And the owner or the management team or the leadership team, unless it increases, has the same mind share capacity that they did prior to adding on the new trade. Right. So now they're fixing the problems in HVAC, but they're not adding on and fixing stuff in electrical. And most of our managers and service managers are just that they're managers, right? They're not business development leaders, strategic thought. They're not that if they were a lot of the time, they'll already have their own business. Right. And so, and there's nothing wrong with that. I was frustrated about that more than I should have been. And to this day, electrical is like the exact same size. It was when we, when we got into HVAC, 
trying to fix that right now, but that is, you know, a, a real situation. Sure. Sure. Uh, speaking of, of managers and such, you know, growing from, you know, a budget one, one and a half million to four, you had, to, you had to hire people quickly. I'm sure. What, what did that look like? Um, I mean, you had, you partnered with someone, how many technicians did you feel like you'd need right away and you hired right away? When did you feel like you needed an additional service manager, team leader, stuff like that? Can you, can you just give an overview for people of what the staffing looked like, uh, when adding a new trade? Yeah, I'm going to tell them once again what I wish I would have known. Right. Uh, we didn't do it the right way. We had one technician the first day. The phone calls are coming in, not enough. Then we went out and reactively hired some of the wrong people. Just nightmare. Right. And so uh, what we have found to be the, the, the case is, you know, that that you want to overstaff right at first, as scary as that can be. Mm-hmm. Most contractors that I talk to, when they, when they start the new trade, getting the phone calls is not usually the issue. Right. Getting the right people trained, getting them going, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. So as you know, we brought on plumbing, right. we were smarter about it, and we said, you know what? We're not going to start this until we have we, – we started it, but we didn't tell a soul that we were doing it, right. like customers or anything. And we started off training. Uh, six plumbers hmm. and made sure that they knew the process. They knew the system. They did everything. We trained and we trained and they were re- running calls for friends and family or working out our system. Right. So then we did turn on the switch. Yeah. It took us a couple months to ramp up, but we didn't have the operational issues that we did before. Whereas, you know, if we, if plumbing was our first trade, we would have started advertising it and had one or two trucks. And hmm. the next thing you know, we're overrun with calls the systems aren't good. The guys aren't trained. And so I do think it's important to realize most likely it's going to grow faster than what you think it is. Right. As so long as you have the right people. Right. I'm, I'm interested. You mentioned training, um, especially coming from like electrical HVAC where you have, you know, the salesperson or the selling technician model there in, in electrical, your, your electricians are selling the work. They're doing the work. Who, who handled that initial sales and communication training uh, when you brought on HVAC? Was it somebody on your electrical side that you trusted that, that you felt, Hey, his skills are good enough. He, he can, he can learn or teach you know, others how to, how to sell equipment or, or what was that process like? Yeah, that's another just, Oh man, that's a hard one. <laughs> what I would tell you, depending yeah. on the company, because every company is different, that is something that the owner of the company or whoever's going to implement it, they need to go to Learning Alliance, go ride at another company. I right. don't care what you do. Right. That is something you almost cannot outsource. Right. Um, or else you're going to wind up in a situation like I did. Right. Where we, within two years almost, we had a $10 million HVAC company because I entrusted that to the person that we hired. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me they were doing everything the right way. And from what I could see, it was happening the right way. But then we had to fire that guy. Mm. We had some, uh, you know, moral and ethical concerns and different stuff like that. And I think he's on a great path now. So I'm not speaking bad about him. Yeah. Uh, but we just weren't aligned on some of this stuff. And then we had a $10 million company that I had no idea what to do with. Right. And that was a big mistake. Um, and so to answer your question, if you were, if you were a plumber or an electrician getting into HVAC specifically, mm-hmm. uh, 
you need to to go talk to HVAC companies. You need to go spend time at an HVAC company. You need to go ride in the field because HVAC is drastically different than electrical and plumbing. Right. I think a plumber can do electrical. Electrical can do plumbing as far as the management. Okay. I was going to ask about that. It's a different industry altogether. It's still home service. Sure. But it's drastically different. And you need to, to find a friend that's doing it that will let you come camp out in their business for, I mean, as much as you can mm-hmm. before you start this thing. Mm-hmm. Because I was in the middle of it when we started this two years in saying, okay, what, how does this work? What's supposed to happen? Right. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Right. I knew, but I didn't know the benchmarks. I didn't know the process. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I would have done that different. Right. Was it mostly the processes that you that you needed to learn and how because it is drastically different in terms of setting leads and and, and how that that you know fluctuates throughout the company? I mean, was that the biggest issue? Yeah, I mean, one of the issues with I mean, just to specifically talk about HVAC on one call, you could have three to four different technicians touch it, and they all have to have operational excellence. Right. A customer calls in for a tune-up. Will you send a guy out there? Well, right off the bat, what kind of tune-up is it? How old is the system? Right. You know, which technician should we send to that? Uh, you know, he gets out there. Is it a repair versus replacement? How does he flip the lead? When right. he does flip the lead, who do we send it to? Right. Who's managing that process? When, you know, your salesperson goes out there, what sales system is he using? Because just going out there isn't enough. You have to have a sales system. Right. And then if he does sell it, now the install crew has to come. And, mm-hmm. and you know, what does that look like? And, oh, we need to be able to do that same day, you know, or, or whatever that looks like. And what do our margins need to be across all these different things? And after the install comes, sometimes we send a, a quality control person. Right. Somebody just $25,000 probably need to make sure that they did the job right. <laughs> yeah. you know, so you have four different opportunities to make a customer upset and yep. each one has to be operationally excellent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, in our electrical or plumbing business, I could just rattle off. This is the benchmarks. These are the numbers. These are the win rates. These are this, these are that. Yeah. Well, and oh, HVAC, I mean, just, you are, it's just completely different. Yep. And so I hope that answers your question. It's every single process. You have to have directives, training, operationally excellent. And what you find is it's not the same people. Right. You know, the, the, it's the same manager. It can't even necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so, you, you said people. How different are is recruiting, say, salespeople for HVAC versus, you know, an electrician or, a, or just a, a service technician? I shouldn't say just, but a, a service technician in HVAC. What is the person? Is there what are the personality differences? Is there no difference? You're just looking for, I think as you've quoted to me before, hungry, humble, smart, or or are there huge differences? Yeah, there's huge differences. We use a thing called culture index, which helps us understand uh, the drivers of what makes people tick. Electric electricians and plumbers generally, if they were really good communicators, did not become an electrician or, or a plumber. Mm-hmm. That is a stereotype. There's a hundred different, uh, thousands of different exceptions to that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I am stereotyping. But generally what you find is an electrician or a plumber, they don't love communication. They do it so they can actually do the work right. as but they a lot of the times enjoy. Right. Um, the HVAC salesperson is completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and we've actually converted 
several several of our really good electricians over time, and that's one of the reasons it hasn't grown. Mm-hmm. But we've taken some of our electricians that were we we got when they were apprentices, Interesting. and we over time taught them how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Well, they see sales came available. They're like, "That's all I ever wanted." To. Mm. And done really good at that. Interesting. Uh, so it is different people. HVAC salespeople are different. Uh, you know, you have to manage them completely different right. than, than you do the other people. And there's not a, I, I hear connotations of, you know, good or bad. It's not. People are just different. different. We're all not wired the same. Right. So it's not a size fits all. Right, 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 right. Uh, we've only really talked about frontline. How about when you get into a new trade? How about the office? You know, you've got your CCRs. Are you, it, when you first launched into HVAC, did your did you just have dedicated a dedicated CCR dispatcher for HVAC, or did you, you know, train uh, your your electrical CCRs and dispatchers to do both, or you know, what did you learn in that process? Yeah, I wish I would have uh, just invested right away mm-hmm. that we're going to have dispatchers that just do HVAC, just do plumbing, mm-hmm. just do electrical. That's what we have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what works best for us doesn't mean it works best for everybody else. Right. Um, uh, we've have you know the same call takers. We've had a lot of success with. They can take any type of, of call from the customer because you want it to be easy. Right. Uh, when the customer calls in and they want to schedule a HVAC appointment, and you have to transfer them. That's just. I don't like the way that feels for the customer. I sure. just want it to be easy. Whoever picks up the phone, oh, great, we'll get you taken care of, da 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 Right. So, yes, we just trained our call takers, you know, on that. I wish we would have had dedicated dispatchers. Uh, the, the accounting team didn't change. Same people doing mm-hmm. the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So as the business grows, it's like anything. You, you create new positions. Right. Um, and so, you know, the the the... It's it's equally different and hard yeah. in different ways. If you're an HVAC company and you want to add on plumbing, or if you're a plumbing and electrician, you want to add on HVAC, they're just different. Right. Um, but I, I think they're they're all great. I, yeah. mean, I, I would urge almost every single company figure out a way to do all three. Yeah. May not be this year, may not be five years, may not be ten years. Right. You do leverage your marketing, you, mm-hmm. you leverage your relationships, you leverage a lot of stuff, and it increases revenue and makes your company more profitable. Support for this podcast comes from Rhino Fleet Tracking. Rhino is an industry-leading commercial vehicle tracking company with an array of vehicle and equipment tracking solutions which provide you valuable data about your drivers and fleet. Their live Texas-based customer service has led them to more than 12 years of success. For SGI member discounts and more information, visit rhinofleettracking.com. Welcome back to the show. In the first half of my conversation with Gus Antos and Milestone, we learned a bit of a story. He also talked about some of the hard lessons learned when he launched his uh, HVAC division and how he avoided those mistakes when entering plumbing. And for the remainder of our, our chat, Gus will talk about the importance of regulating your cash flow as you manage new trades, how to market those new business verticals, how to tweak your club membership plan when you bring them on, and a few other great pieces of advice. So let's jump back in. I hope you enjoy it. 
when you started, obviously, as you mentioned, you were, were larger when you started into HVAC. Uh, I think there's a lot of people at SGI that obviously are not nearly that size that decide to get into a different trade. How important is it for someone getting into something like HVAC with, you mentioned the value of overstaffing. You've got equipment that is far more expensive. How important is cash flow and being good at managing your cash flow before getting into that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, HVAC is different. Uh, the obvious things are there's shoulder seasons and right. there's peaks and I try to look at our business as a entirety as a, as a year. Mm-hmm. And so, what helps me psychologically always is at the end of the year, if you told me we did five million dollars in sales and we made fifteen percent, would I say that's successful? And mm-hmm. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get irritated, you know, when you have a bad month. Don't also, if you have a great month, don't pull all the cash out because you don't know what's coming. You know what I mean? Right. And so if you manage it on its entirety, you just look at the end of the year. And let's just say it's January 1st, but I put a piece of paper at the end of the year and said, this is what the end result's going to be. Right. And I would say, you know what? I'm happy with that. And then accept the journey between those two things. Right. Because you're going to have peaks, you're going to have valleys, you're going to have all types of stuff, but the end result's fine. Yeah. You know, and that's what I generally find for most contractors that are priced right, that are doing the SGI stuff. Yep. The end result is fine, but we're emotional human, we're mm-hmm. emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. And so when everything's, you know, when it's feast, we're, we're, this is the best decision that we've ever made in our entire life. We love it. And when it's famine, it's why did I ever get into this? Right. So you have to separate those emotions on cash flow for HVAC. Yes, it's completely different. It's it is feast or famine. Mm-hmm. One day your bank account has more money than you've ever seen. You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm on my beach house. And the next money, the next, you know, not too long from then, you're calling the bank, being like, hey, I need a credit line. Right. And so um, it is different, hundred percent different. And you need in any of this. If I could give one piece of advice to any contractor in any of this, you have to have relationships with other contractors that are a little bit further down the road and you need to listen to them because the the trades are an amazing group of people that are willing to help each other and just listen and they'll help you because you're not going to have all the answers. If you're listening to this, that means you're already doing stuff like that. Good for you. Right. Right. That's good. Um, some other questions here. When you when you decided to, I mean, you had this mature business that was very successful, um, and then all of a sudden you decide to add, the, you know, again, HVAC being the first one. How did you announce that to your current team? So not to freak them out. Was it just like, hey, we're doing this. This is exciting. I mean, is there any, any advice you would have? So for other people so they understand, you know, to try and sell it the right way to their team that this is good for the whole company and this is just another opportunity to grow? Or was that just not an issue at Milestone at that point? That just wasn't an issue. And I would be shocked if it's an issue anywhere, if you say the things that you just said. Right. New opportunities, companies continuing to grow. We're going to bring in new customers, new team members, new opportunities, uh, new positions. Don't know all that right now. Yeah. We just know that for our team, we want to continue to develop so you guys can have the opportunities that you want. Right. When you say that, generally, if anybody has real big issues with that, there's somebody I'm probably thinking about promoting the customer anyways because they're just finding problems with everything. <laughs> there's, 
there's there's nothing to be upset about. Oh, customer, I like that. I don't know why. I guess I've never heard that from you, but I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you you mentioned you know calls wasn't really an issue, but I think it's still something we should talk about a little bit. Uh, when you decided to turn the faucet on and, and announce HVAC, and then later announce plumbing, was it just all outbounding your current base? Did you send out you know a postcard email? Uh, or did you just, you know, obviously you're, you're heavy in the media there in the Dallas market. Did you just start blasting that out across uh, local TV and radio? What, what did you do? What do you recommend? Yeah, that's great. Depends on what your object- objectives are. I'm a big fan of buying an existing company, mm-hmm. if that's possible, you know, no matter how small it is. Right. Because A1, the phone is ringing. And now you're just going to increase revenue by being more efficient, being priced right on, on their existing business. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big If you can't do that, and to be clear, every trade that we've ever gone into, even outside of those, because we have other entities that do other things, right. you know, reparation, and that's not even part of Milestone, sure. uh, garage, we've always bought a company. Mm-hmm. And that's worked very well for us. Interesting. Uh, so I've never started from scratch, so I don't want to mislead people I don't know that I would be the best person to talk to for that. Right. I think I could now, but mm-hmm. have not done that. Um, the When you get into it, you do you kind of make a, a chart, and you start with the low-hanging fruit all the way to the non-low-hanging fruit. And generally, what I call low-hanging fruit is stuff that doesn't cost me very much money. Mm-hmm. So, hey, when the customer calls in, for uh, we're electricians, call in and – Great. I booked that appointment for you. And and guess what, ma'am or sir? Uh, We just started doing air conditioning and we need to do a tune up on every single home that we go to. So we know that uh, the condition of your system. Mm -hmm. So if you have when you do call us for air conditioning, we'll have that information. Mm -hmm. Well, that generates revenue. If you just tell that to every single person that calls in. There's a certain percentage of people that go, you know what? My air conditioning has been bothering me. Come out and fix it. Right. If you tell all of your technicians, hey, on every single job that you go to, your job is to see, to check the condition of the system and you pay them a little spiff and refer us, right. well, then you're going to get jobs from that. Right. You're going to do email blasts. You're going to do Facebook. You're going to make outbound phone calls. HVAC is different because if you're a plumber or electrician, you get into HVAC, you're going to call every one of your existing customers on outbound right. and say, hey, this is Milestone. Uh, uh, milestone, it's time for us to do your annual tune-up. Mm-hmm. And say, what? And you say, yeah. Uh, it's time for us to do a uh, uh, tune-up on your home's uh, air conditioning system. Oh, you guys do that? Yes. What day would be good for us to come out? Right. And then you get out there and you try to sam- sign them up into the to, to your to your club membership program. Right. right. And so then we didn't, you know, Bob, we, we didn't advertise HVAC for probably close to three years. Wow. I didn't realize that. Okay. So we, we just worked our system internally over and over and over Mm -hmm. until we got to the point of saturation. We said, you know what, now we've got to put new customers into the funnel. Okay. Very good. And some days I wish we would have just stopped there. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, you mentioned your club. Did you combine, uh, the HVAC club with the electrical club right away. So if you, you know, if I had you out for an electrical call, all of a sudden I was an HVAC club member too, or did you keep them separate at yes. first? Okay. There's always one. Yeah. The, the club for us, I'm not saying it's for everybody has always just been an entry point to the home. Right. And so, uh, 
had I to do it again, or I tell anybody, is anybody that's ever used your company, you get on the phone and you start telling them, hey, it's Milestone. You're part of our annual uh, club membership. It's time for your tune-up. And the customer goes, oh, well, I've never done that before. Yeah, you know, some of our customers say that. We want to get out there, get you taken care of, da 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 And then once we're done with it, uh, we can sign you up into our annual program or whatever that looks like. Right. You just want to. You just want your trucks moving. You want to be in the homes, getting the getting everything going. Right. 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 You. Uh, you mentioned. You know, HVAC. You weren't the most precise in in launching it. Plumbing, far more so. Uh, I know. Obviously, you've gotten into a bunch of other stuff like garage doors. As you've done this each time, you've. Pro- I'm sure you've learned quite a bit along the way what if you were to go into a new another new industry you know what are some things that you would look for that you you know that you have learned along the way that would make it even easier some certain little tips or tricks anything you can add to just to, for members to think about or non-members when getting into a new trade i really you know you really should look at this or that you know just little things that 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 make a big difference in the long run yeah, the, the number one thing for me is what I said earlier is you may really want to get, get into HVAC, but you can't find a good HVAC company to buy. Yep. Maybe a good plumbing company. And what I love is finding a company that's been in business for like since the 70s or 80s or early 90s. Right. And what it was doing good and now it's not. Mm. Generally, that phone is ringing, just no one's answering it. So I love getting those. Um, and so one of my tips that I would tell people is walk through the doors as they open when that makes sense. You don't, don't be stuck on your plan, you know? And, and so I, I would say that Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, um, make sure internally that you have it figured out how you're going to communicate that to your customers with your brand, uh, you know, cause for us, Milestone Electric was one of the most known names in DFW, not for electrical, just for any brand. Right. And I know that that may be an exception for people, but I've got to get out of people's heads that we're just electricians. I have to help them understand that we're, we're air conditioning people, right. you know, that we're also plumbers. And depending on who you are and what you've done, that's a very specific strategy that you need to decide day one what you're going to do and how you're going to do that. It's a it's solvable problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, just the tips is however long you think that you need to go learn about that trade, double it. So if, if you're going to get into plumbing and you're going to go spend a month at your friend's company, you know, on and off or whatever, or with your SGI coach, whatever it is, take two months mm-hmm. so that when you get into it, you know what you know when you're talking to the service managers, when you're, when you're doing all that, you know, the, the, it's an obvious thing that everyone says, but that new trade will go as well as the leadership that's directly involved with it and their knowledge of that mm-hmm. trade, mm-hmm. their leadership. Meaning if you could go find an absolute superstar that wants a, a job, being a service manager uh, at one of your competitors and he comes over, well, then that's going to make your life a lot easier. One, you know, uh, he's going to bring trade people with him because people, people follow their, their team leaders, their bosses. Right. And so, you know what? 
say you wanted to pay eighty five thousand, the guy wants a hundred, pay him a hundred because he may bring two or three great service people or salespeople with him that more than makes up for that. Sure. And so um, I think that's another good point. There's a million things that I hate to just not tell you what they are. I <laughs> have right. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, guys. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I know, again, your time is uh, valuable. You've got lots going on. But uh, this was a really enjoyable conversation, Gus, and love to have you on again soon sometime in the future. So thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for uh, the question. Thanks for listening to me, and good luck to everybody out there. All right, Gus. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. See you, buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast comes from Bradford White. Bradford White is a full-line manufacturer of residential and commercial water heaters and boilers. While being manufactured and assembled in the USA by American craftspeople, Bradford White's goal is to deliver high-quality, superior products specifically built for the professional contractor. You can always count on the performance and reliability of our built-to-be-the-best products. Visit bradfordwhite.com to learn more. The Successful Contractor Podcast is a part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is copyrighted 2020 by Aquila Investment Group, LLC.